Hey everybody, what's going on? This is uh, Chris Flowers filling in for Mario Outside the Wire Aguirre. I am with Vets for Biz. Um, I have the honor of co-hosting uh, Fallen 360 this week. I want to uh, thank Mario again for the the opportunity to come on and talk to all of our uh, brothers and sisters who are uh, veterans like ourselves or um all the super patriots out there listening, maybe if you didn't have the uh, the honor to serve. Um, you know, like I said, we we cover things a little bit differently here. Fallen 360, you know, Mario <clears throat> uh, always puts out great content, but he's more the the comedy guy. I'm more the <laughs> more the straight laced guy, you know, uh, kind of come on and talk about some um, certain issues, usually a little more business related, uh, things like that. You put the two of us together, we act a fool though. Uh, we have a good time. So we try to cover things a little bit different. Try to be a little lighthearted. Uh, and yes, this uh, show is rated uh, V for veteran for language. So if you don't like the language on the show, turn the fucking channel because we're not changing a fucking thing. Okay, so now we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, I wanted to come on today i know uh, i said i'm gonna uh, apologize a little bit i've been you know uh we uh we covered uh, in a couple episodes ago uh getting your ao squared away you know before you're launching offensive well mario and i've really been doing that a lot he's been holding down for aguire over there doing some big things uh for him and his family and fort flowers were doing the same thing so we both been getting our AO squared away. We're gonna get ready to launch a major offensive, uh, both of us together. So uh, it's gonna work out really well. Stay tuned because we're gonna we're gonna get back into this and we're gonna so we're gonna launch the offensive here pretty soon, um, and we're doing it together. But first, we had both had to get our uh, AO squared away. So and we're definitely doing that. Uh, speaking of getting your AO squared away. Uh, the, the topic of uh, my discussion today uh, I'm you know, a, you know okay so when I was in the military um, I was what's called the air base ground defense uh, guy in the Air Force uh, basically an MP for all intents and purposes uh, but we got to play with really big guns and it was fun and uh, I was basically in the army <laughs> worked with the army all the time and I transitioned into the army um, and I was uh, 13 Foxtrot, so the FO, and uh, forward observer um, for you Navy types. And, um, you know, did a bunch of who was shit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so how does that transition into business finance? It doesn't. But, you know, between, like I said, sheer will, the grace of God, and the ability to adapt to situations, being a veteran, you know, I got into the role barely know what I was doing. I've been doing it for 25 years, so go figure. God has a funny way of uh, changing your path, whether you see that coming or not. So, anyway, I've been in business finance for 25 years, okay? And, again, especially lately, okay, um, a lot of people are starting businesses. The economy's going really well. People are getting um, very... Uh, their entrepreneurial spirits on fire like hey I'm going to start this business okay and that's all groovy and cool and I'm, I'm loving it and if you need financing come see me because I do startups and uh, smaller businesses just saying um, 
<laughs> you can uh, reach me at 602-317-9809 or cflowers at cdcloans.com. Okay, shameless plug for CDC, Small Business Finance. All right, so again, that being said, just drinking my coffee here because it is 0430 as we're recording this. So again, you really got to get squared away in business. There's a lot of things you got to think about. Okay, you are passionate about whatever it is. Maybe it's like Mario. Maybe it's like you know the art, the woodworking thing, like year-round Patriot. Um, something to that effect. We'll do a shameless plug for year-round Patriot too. If anything for your uh, man cave or your she shed, you know, especially you know good patriotic American stuff. Fourth of July is coming up. That'd be a great time to get a hold of year-round Patriot and get something very patriotic for your man cave or your she shed. Again, another shameless plug. All right, so <laughs> now we're hitting all of our sponsors. Um, you really, there's a difference between having a passion for doing something. Like I said, Mario, Mario's amazing, okay? That guy does amazing stuff. And he's a great artist, right? But there's the business side of it, man. <clears throat> and that's a whole different world. That's a whole different animal. And, um... I see a lot of people, especially especially in the startup phase, are just like, okay, I'm going to do this thing, and you know, I'm going all in. I'm, you know, I'm Cortez. I'm going to burn the ships. I'm not looking back. And no, man, no, don't, please don't. <laughs> um, a lot of people, I said, they're starting these businesses and they're spending a bunch of money, and there are so many different ways that you can just spend money, ridiculous, especially when it comes to like marketing and SEO and websites you can just spend stupid amounts of money i mean they, they will rob you blind in a minute okay uh that's the other thing again another shameless plug for vets for biz you need to come sit down and talk to me before if you got an idea in your head let's sit down and develop a plan consultations free i'm buying the coffee let's talk about this thing there's a lot a lot a lot you got to know before you jump this thing off there's things i'm learning every day i've been in this business 25 years I've been working with business owners for 25 years, getting them up and running. So, and there's and like I said, so once I started Vets for Biz, I'm sitting there like, oh, I've been in finance for 25 years. I've financed all these businesses. I, da, 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 I know what I'm doing. Holy crap. Even my eyes were when I opened up my own business. It opened up my eyes being on the other side of the desk. Wow. <laughs> it makes a big freaking difference. So if you got some ideas in your head and you want to, Again, I'm buying a coffee. Consultation's free. Let's talk it over. There's a lot of things going on, you know, especially from the lending piece or the marketing piece. And there's all sorts of human resources. There's just so many things going on. And you will go flipping broke. You can go into this thing, oh, you know, people are going to come at you with, oh, I can get you the top page of Google. And then you're going to have to spend stupid amounts of money. Or like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, spend $30 on this Facebook ad and, you know, it's only $30. What's the big deal? Well, you keep throwing $30 into that money pit, and before you know it, you're flat-ass broke, and you haven't gotten shit for a return, okay, on your investment, your ROI, return on investment, uh, for some people may not know that term. Uh, you got to make sure you're getting the, you know, the bang for your buck, man. You know, you got to make sure you're putting your money where it's smart, where it's going to get some return on the investment, you know? So, like I said, you can spend just stupid amounts of money on amazingly on so many different things um 
and not get a freaking dime in return, you know? And there's some there's gonna be sometimes, you know, you gotta spend money to make money philosophy. Okay. There's a little bit of that. I mean that 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 is true to a certain extent. Um but at the same time, you gotta make sure you're you know, I said you're definitely spending that money in the most wise way you can. And yes, I am drinking Lifeboat Coffee, by the way. And uh, Lifeboat Coffee, give a shout out to the skipper there, uh, John Willis. Uh, you know, you can actually order uh, Lifeboat Coffee and have it delivered to your house for free, uh, up to 10 pounds. Again, just want to give John a shout out because he's a uh, friend of the show too, so appreciate that a lot. And this is fantastic coffee. You don't have to see too many people doing podcasts at 4.30 in the morning, but I need my Lifeboat to get it going. So he is the Lifeboat. All right. Again, another shameless plug there. Got no problem with that. It's called capitalism and the free market. So, um, but getting back on the subject, I've been working with a lot of people, man. I said, Trump economy is roaring. People are like, yeah, this is my time. I'm going to start my business. And it's all groovy, man. Love it. Go for it. You got a dream. You got a passion. This is America. You know, I say absolutely go for it. But you got to get your shit together (laughs) before you launch the offensive okay and i said i've been doing this for 25 years and there's stuff i don't i'm still learning every day you know and um i said i really want you guys to um there's some great resources out there i know i talked to the guys over at um sbdc small business development company or there's a another organization called score um they're um a bunch of retired business executives and they will sit down with you. You got you got to get that business plan going. You know, that like I said that's your op order in the military, man. You got to have that business plan. You got to have it squared away. You know, a lot of people glaze that thing over, man. You know, they're like, "Oh, yeah, like I said even me, 25 years in business finance." You know, I'm saying like, "Oh, man, business plan. I know I know my executive summary. I know my mission statement, all that stuff backwards and forwards." Okay, cool. But you know what? You start getting into that market research. That's where the business plan goes. You start thinking, man, okay, who are my who are my competitors? What are my challenges? How am I how am I getting this to market? Um, another friend of uh, Vets for Biz for sure is uh, Brian Burt over at Snell and Wilmer. Man, the largest business uh, uh, law firm in the Southwest. Brian's amazing. He's a partner over there. He puts on fantastic free seminars, man. Emerging businesses, the different legal things. And like I said, he opened up my eyes the other day. I was like, wow. I was amazingly wide open. I was like, holy goodness. I was very unsat, man, in a couple of different areas. And you opened up my eyes big time. Snell and Wilmer, like I said, largest uh, largest business attorneys in the Southwest. Um, free seminars that are uh amazing you must go to them they're over in scottsdale um make if you're east valley i come all the way out from buckeye you know what go to every single freaking one of them because brian puts on amazing seminars and it's free um but man the information is priceless dude so uh definitely got to do that and i said i just went to this last one and I've, i've actually had been to this seminar before it just goes to show you know Sometimes you hear things over and over and over, but it's that one time where it hits you just right where you finally hear it. Or I know my wife likes to put this thing, you know, somebody she'll tell me something and then, you know, like, uh, 
somebody will tell me the same exact like, I just told you that. <laughs> but you finally hear it, you know, like you, maybe before you or you know, you were listening, but you didn't hear it or so one of those kind of things. But man, I went to that uh, seminar that Brian put on over at Snell and Wilmer and the light bulb went off. I was like, wow, OK, I really got to get squared away in this particular area. I better get going ASAP. So um, and I'm working with those guys now. I'll tell you what, they are not cheap. I'm going to tell you that right now, but having a good attorney in your corner when you want to start a business, priceless. Even though I said just registering a, your trade name nationally, who thinks about registering their trade? Like usually most steps, like, okay, I'm going to do this business. I'm going to register with the state. Okay, that's cool. But if you ever want to do business outside of the state, or if you want to go and sell the company to a national, maybe their national chain comes and buys you up, say you're, you know, like a lot of veterans do, we're making t-shirts. Okay, a lot of veterans are doing that. But um, you go and want to sell your t-shirt company to, you know, Grunt Style or something or whatever, right? They come along. Um, and they say, hey, you know what, man? We, uh, somebody in, um, you know, North Dakota is using the same, uh, the same business name. And they've been doing it longer than you, so we're gonna put a cease and assist order on you. Um, and it's gonna cost you about ten grand. <laughs> you know, you're like, holy shit balls! Like, what just happened? Um, yeah, I mean, you don't think, you know, like I said, I, I never thought about this kind of thing before in my life. I'm like, oh my god! And like I said, I've been doing this. I've been in business finance for 25 years. I never even heard of that before. I'm like, oh my god! So, yeah, just things like that, man. You got to sit down and you got to talk to some people. So you got to have that, um, like I said, I, I know I covered it um, a couple shows back, having that board of directors. You got to be able to sound, you know, things off of you. It's a good attorney, a uh, good CPA, because, you know, the lender, the CPA, and the attorney are all doing different things. Again, I know we're getting a little deep into the subject, but I want to give you guys this information. You got to really think about this kind of stuff. It's very good food for thought before you go in. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to cash in my 401k. I'm going to max out my credit cards. I'm taking a home equity loan. I'm just going for this thing. I'm going neck deep. Well, you're also going to get neck deep and uh, going to get your head covered with ants or with honey and the ants are going to start coming. You know, if you uh, you guys dig what I'm saying, um, it's going to end. You're going to end badly for you. So, again, you got to... Uh, like I said, if you have a significant other, sit down and talk to your spouse, man, before you start doing some crazy shit. Okay, first and foremost, uh, I happen to be a believer in Jesus Christ, so I pray about a lot of things. Um, that's me. That's my gig. Um, but yeah, it's definitely get with your spouse, uh, significant other uh, there beforehand. But yeah, you got to talk to a, a, I mean, a real business maker. I'm not talking about some some kid. Um, sitting in a branch somewhere that you know probably wouldn't know an LLC from you know his ass but um, like a real business banker again come talk to me over at Bets for Biz I know every banker in this town so um, I'll get you squared away with somebody great um, that actually knows what the hell they're talking about so there's the lending piece there's the um, CPA side because like I said the lending in the CPA sometimes are a little counterproductive because your CPA will tell you you can show losses for five years but then you're not going to be able to loan and you know you're not going to be able to borrow any money so there's always that kind of counter uh, balance thing going on nobody wants to pay taxes to the man I get it 
but same time you got to be able to show that you're making money on tax returns if you especially if you're a cash business like i said no you know uh my wife she wants a hairdressing uh company so and it's a pretty big cash business but you know and not everybody reports all that cash. Not saying that we don't, but uh, not everybody reports all the cash that they make. So that it looks like their income's a little bit lower, which means they're going to pay less in taxes. But if you show lower revenue, that means you're going to have a less of ability to pay back a loan. So come time, like, oh, hey, you know, business is going looking really good. I want to take out this loan. You go to a go to a, you know a lender. And even in my case, like I said, I get my my kill box is pretty big for my underwriting. But you're showing losses for the last couple of years. I can't help you. You're done. You know. Oh, but I just want to pay taxes. Well, pay now or pay later. You know, uh, you're gonna pay <laughs> one way or the other. Either you're gonna not be able to get the business rip roaring the way you want it and get some capital and launch it, or you're gonna pay the man one to two. And then of course there's the attorney side of it. Uh, it's another big piece because what if you build this, like I said, you build this really great brand, you know, you're in a lo your local market, you know, you got your trade name registered with the state and you're doing business and everything's rocking and rolling. Things are good. And then you start, uh, start getting up there on the radar and people are like, Hey, they're taking notice. And then somebody says, Hey, I want to buy your company, man. We're going to give you some, you know, some really good money. We're going to buy your company. You're like, okay, that sounds cool. Um, come along and oh you know what yeah we can't buy your company because somebody in like you know kentucky already has that name and um actually then you start getting cease and assist letters like oh yeah you're getting oh yeah you're getting a cease and assist and you're getting sued and that's going to cost you a minimum of 10 grand to fix so um yeah and that would really suck a lot so again um Talk to uh, Brian over at Snell and Wilmer. Uh, he's got a business partner over there named Damon. That's who I'm working with. That's for Viz. Um, like I said, I tell you what, it's not. It's going to cost you a couple bucks, but it's well worth it. Well worth it. And you get what you pay for. You try to do this on Legal Zoom or some crap. There's going to be holes all in that thing. Everyone wants to go to cheap route. You know, I get that too. But again, would you rather have? A POF rifle in your hand, or you'd rather have some Bushmaster. Okay, Bushmaster probably get the job done, take care of it, whatever, oil it up, do your thing. But you know, if you can have a POF, <laughs> you know, you know, you're scored away. So, um, again, it's when you get what you pay for. If you're going to take your business serious, you got to take your business serious. You're, you're going to spend some money. Let's just get that out there right now. You're going to have to spend a couple bucks. I know, you know, hey. Well, try to keep our overhead as low as we can. Of course, it's just a smart strategy. You don't want to get too highly leveraged. You don't want to take out a whole bunch of money, being neck deep in debt and all this crazy nonsense. Like I said, I definitely advise you against that also. You don't want to get so crazy in debt. Like I said, you're just burning all your ships and you have a lean month or, you know, transmission in your truck breaks or you're screwed. Okay. Again, you can't set yourself up for failure like that. You got to really... Get your AO squared away before you launch the offensive. And again, there's going to be a ton of things. You may know how to make or produce whatever it is that you're doing. You can do this thing blindfolded, backwards. You can make the best freaking whatever widget it is or provide the best service, you know, whatever. It'd be, and it's amazing, absolutely amazing. You are the best, you know, you're killing it. 
but you're going to hit an IED somewhere and be like, oh shit, I did not see that coming. Okay. And, um, and you're going to be screwed, man. You're going to, it's going to throw your shit all off. So, um, you sit down with some people, you know, say, if you, if you need those, uh, need those contacts, let me know. I'll get you squared away with some, some really good people. Um, Mario knows a ton of people. I just happen to, you know, this is my, this is my gig is what I do. I know I got the horses to help you run. Um, but seriously, man, you got to really sit down with some people. I said, definitely, uh, have your spouse on board too. Like you guys got to have that plan. <clears throat> you know, like I said, I know, especially my wife, I'm the go, go, go guy. I'm the guy who, you know, kicks in the door, you know, all that, you know, I'm going to take flack. I know it. Okay. You know, we're, you know, we got a mission. We're going to go. Um, she's more the, you know, she sees the, the big picture. She sees it. And a lot of times, this, uh, especially when I, I was definitely first starting out, I was not hearing her. You know what I mean? I was not. I'm like, I am going in. I don't care. And, um, you know, she, like I said, she, she, that is, you know, I said, I know not everybody believes in God or her, but God put her in my life for a reason because gave her this level of discernment where she could really pull my reins back. She's like, okay. And there's sometimes I got to buck against it because sometimes she's just a little too timid. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. We're going, <laughs> you know, every once in a while I got to, you know, for, for the most part though, I'll sit down, I'll hear her, hear what she's saying. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? Okay. I wasn't really thinking that way, but that, you know, but then there is just sometimes you just got to say, fuck it and go. Okay. And you're going to take some shit. You're going to catch some flack coming in the door, but we got to take this fucking building. So it just got to happen. Um, but you got to do it smart, man. You got to do it smart. So, but definitely sit down with your significant other and get, you know, get some stuff squared. Because again, that's the other thing about the op order, you know, having your business plan, it makes you think a little bit. Cause I know like I said, I'm the go, go, go guy. You know, but when you're filling out that business plan, you're sitting there and you're doing what's called a SWOT analysis, uh, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, on that business plan, you, you got to really think, okay, what are the opportunities? What are the threats? What are my weaknesses? You got to look at these things like, hey, you know what? I'm pretty deficient in this area. Let me get some uh, some assets squared away where I can, you know, beef this up a little bit. And, you know, there's always that... Uh, there's a couple different philosophies too, where people say, "Oh, we gotta strengthen up your weaknesses," or uh, there's the other side of the the coin that says, "Hey, you know what? Forget your weaknesses, focus on your strengths, and just go kill it." And there's got to be a little balance of that too, because like I said, you don't want to be launching this great offensive, and then you leave your freaking uh, you know uh, flank open, and somebody just walks in the door and just smashes you from the backside because you left the flank open, you know. Again, it'd be like, you know, you're killing it in business and all of a sudden, you know, you go to take it nationwide and you get a cease and assist letter. Well, you left your flank open. So therefore they came through and smashed you. So and then, you know, it's game over, you know. But I am the guy that's, you know, going to have that go for it attitude. I am the guy like I said I I will burn the ships and I will not look back. Uh, I am that guy. I'm not going to lie to you, but as, uh, I'm kind of seeing things from like I said, different perspectives, things like that, you got to really pull back the reins. And like I said, you got to really think this thing through. And, um, again, it, 
got to talk to these people. You got to talk to a, a, a good business lender, not some kid, you know, in a little skinny suit there with high water pants and colorful socks and says, oh, yeah, I work with the businesses that come walking into the branch. Eh, wrong. Um, <laughs> you're not talking to that kid uh, who's got his little, you know, thin little trimmed beard. And uh, anyway, um, <laughs> we're not a, or, you know, the sexy Sally there in a nice short little skirt, like, oh, I work with it. No, no, I need to talk to somebody that actually does the business lending, not, not you. Um, so skip all that. <laughs> okay. Like I said, you need, a, you need those resources. Come talk to me. Um, we'll get you squared away. Uh, but yeah, you need to talk to a lender. You need to talk to a CPA and a, a, a good CPA. And like I said, definitely got to talk to, uh, an attorney. And uh, like I said, I have my, uh, recommendations there but um you know like i said a little little dose of reality i'm not trying to you know piss anybody's cheerios and whatnot uh but yeah you know these are the things that you know again i've been doing this for 25 years and i'm learning new stuff every single day okay let alone somebody who's you know just coming out of the field or somebody you know has been working for the man for a while hey i want to start this you know xyz company okay you know cool man like i said you know you're, you're you know you definitely know what you're doing but what don't you know? That's what you don't know that'll get you. So, um, again, if you have questions about this kind of stuff, let's sit down. Let's talk. Um, like as if I can, you know, get you to a couple people, get you squared away. Uh, more than happy to do so. Again, I'm buying a coffee, so uh, you can reach me at 623-308-9732. That's the best for biz uh, hotline there. And... Um, on the lending piece, like I said, I'll take care of you on the, the CDC side if necessary. If not, I'll get you in touch with, uh, you know, the right people as well. So uh, come talk to me there. Or like I said, you can just email me at um, vetsforbizus at gmail.com. And uh, just throw me a line and say, hey, I was thinking about doing this. Okay, well, we'll put a date in the calendar. We'll go get some coffee and talk and hang out a little more. And I'll try to get you in the right direction. Uh, or give you a couple things to think about. Uh, maybe, like I say, get you squared away. Uh, whatever I can do to help out, feel free. Um, again, like I said, you know, I'm I'm the straight man. You know, I'm the, I'm the guy in the following 360 that kind of comes things. You know, more direct message. I know Mario's Mario shows are a lot more fun to listen to than mine. Uh, like I said, you put the two of us together, we have a good time. But um, yeah, I know Mario's coming back soon. He's uh, getting ready to launch a few different podcasts. I got a couple different things I'm uh, also going to uh, put on here as well uh, for Fallen 360. Uh, again, I just wanted to you know, thank everybody for uh, tuning in uh, to the show. Thank you for all the feedback that we get. Uh, and Mario... Uh, outside the wire, wire is coming back real soon, so stay tuned for that. You know, Crystal's doing uh, big things. You know, I said she's the American badass. She's the not only is she a soldier, but she's a cancer survivor too. So, and and plus she's a mom. So like I said, and a wife. So she like I said to me, she's the American badass. Um, they're doing uh, great things uh, with the healthy mason jar. A lot of stuffs going on, but feel free to. Uh, contact us well i said we're more than happy to get you squared away again this is uh chris flowers filling in for mario outside the wire um 
for a fallout 360 we thank you for your time thank you for tuning in hopefully it made your uh drive to work or drive home a little bit more uh informative like i said i know i'm the information guy he's the funny guy but uh let's say we'll talk again real soon all right i'm out hey how you doing everybody this is uh chris flowers once again uh want to thank uh, Mario for allowing me to uh, guest host uh, Fallen 360. Um, you know, once again, we all know that, you know, when Mario does a show, you know, as I say, it's very informative, but he's a little more the, uh, a little more entertaining. I'm more of a straight guy, kind of, you know, give the information kind of thing, you know. Uh, but like I said, so uh, I have the honor of being able to interview uh, Roe Gonzalez, uh, Valor's on 8th, he is a Marine veteran and uh, he has a fantastic organization that does a lot for the veteran community here in the Metro Phoenix area. Actually, they're in Tempe, but uh, anybody in you know the Metro Phoenix area, if you're a veteran um, from any from any war, you don't have to be you know post line level. You don't have to be Iraq Freedom. You could be you know Korea, Vietnam, uh, World War Two, uh, you know Desert Storm. It doesn't matter uh, as long as you're a veteran. You know, is that Rose uh, willing to help? So I want to introduce Ro Gonzalez. Anybody that are veterans in the Metro Phoenix area probably already know him, but uh, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for taking the time to uh, interview on Fallen 360, and then uh, wanted to talk, you know, have you talk a little more about you know what uh, Valor's on Eighth is and uh, what your uh, what your organization does and uh, how you can help the veteran community. Well, th thanks for having me. Number one, um, you know, number two. Um, we love we we our number one thing is to engage veterans one event at a time um that's that's our number one um thing number two is our vision is to have the best veteran community in all of america mm -hmm. um you know that way any veteran that's out here in the phoenix you know metro area surrounding area um they can feel comfortable you know when they're out in the civilian world um that they have some place that they can somebody they can talk to somebody they can hang out with yep. somebody they can have that camaraderie that they they do when they're in the military you know mm -hmm. um like the the phrase you like to use unit mm -hmm. you know um that's what we're all about you know that's our number one thing is to engage veterans um whether it's one of our cookouts one of whether it's going to the movies whether it's going to sporting event um you know um doing a breakfast, having veterans come out and, you know, get some free chow and stuff like that. Um, you know, education, having resources for education, employment, you know, whatever Valors can do to help a veteran out and better themselves and be productive in the community, that's what we're all about. Roger that. Okay, so maybe kind of get into the history a little bit more uh, about you and then uh, about how you how you started it and like so what the what the uh, the vision is for it. Sorry. Um, well, how Valor started was I actually broke off from another organization uh, called Team Red, White, and Blue. I was a social director over there. Um, and to me, it felt like, you know, my hands were being tied on what I could do and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Valor's came about um, being able to do a veteran resource event, um, you know, doing doing a lot of stuff that you're restricted to, say, with another organization and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I have free reign. I have nobody to say, you know, you can't do that. You got to get permission for that and stuff like that. So, you know, that's pretty much how Valor started. Um, 
you know, our mission, like I say, our vision is, um, you know, to have the best veteran community in all the country and all, you know, um, and I, I can't lie. San Diego veteran village is pretty awesome out there. Yeah. You know, so, um, it's a huge population of veteran. Yeah. You know, and Phoenix is just as popular or just as, um, you know, veteran, veteran, uh, filled as, as San Diego and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of veterans out here. Um, I forget the number. I know it's over 250,000, probably more than 350,000, if anything, Mm. you know, so we have a huge, huge veteran presence here in the Valley and stuff. So, you know, having the best veteran community out there is saying something, you know, so that's what we're trying to do. And that's, you know, that's also working with other veteran organizations as well, not just Save Valors, you know, doing joint operations with other organizations that, you know, that are willing to help any era veteran than just say strictly post 9-11. Yeah, I said, um, one of the things I think that kind of uh, sets Valor apart, at least I know, like I said, I've done uh, some events with them where, you know, Rose even hooked us up for, you know, the movies going to like a pre-screen. So before the movie ever even came out, like I already got to see a couple different movies uh, with my family. You know, I was even allowed to bring like my wife and kids and stuff, which was really cool. And then there are it, the, you know, it, I, I think what I really like is that you're bringing the veterans together um, just so that way we can socialize and we can talk and we can say, you know, have people, you know, in Congress, you know, like I said, obviously civilians don't get us. They don't get our sense of humor. They don't get our, you know, they're crying over, you know, their lattes cold or something like that, you know, or like, you know, suck it up, buttercup, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, at least around veterans, we can just be veterans. We just be ourselves kind of thing. So uh, I know I've been to a few different events with them where that's, you know, what I really, really liked about it. But Maybe go into the you know like I say you have I know you have like golf tournaments, breakfast things like that. How do you, yeah, how do you make all that run, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know I I usually just wave a magic wand and it happens and stuff. <laughs> that's how it usually happens and stuff. But no man, uh, uh, that's one thing I forgot to stress is stress upon is you know as being as the veteran community, it isn't just the veteran that we like to get involved. We like to get involved, you know, the girlfriend, the wife, you know, the kids and stuff Not like that. Not the girlfriend and the wife together. No, 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 no. No, you, if you want to bring them both out, <laughs> good luck with that, man. Um, you know, so, um, you know, and it, and it's getting the whole family involved because you know what, the family, when, you know, the veteran or even the soldier that's active, you know, that, you know, gets deployed, you know, and the wife and the kids or the girlfriend and the kids, you know, get home, get, you know, they're stuck at home by themselves and stuff. And they're like, you know, they don't know where to go to or who to hang out with. And especially if they're not, they don't have family around here. They always have somebody that they can reach out to and hang out with and stuff like that. And it's whether, you know, go into the pre-screening movies. And I try to get movies, you know, action movies as well as family-friendly movies, mm-hmm. you know, cartoon movies for the kids. Yeah. As well as myself. I love the cartoon movies. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. And everybody will notice that, you know, I always try to invite, you know, people that have kids. So I'm not the creepy single dude <laughs> that's hanging hanging out at a kid's movie by himself and stuff, you know. So, um, you know, and th- that's the thing, you know, that's how you build a commodity again and stuff where you also get the family involved, you know. And that's that's very important because, you know, there's a lot of, lot of events and there's a lot of organizations out there where it's strictly just the veteran. 
you know, but, you know. And it's always centered around, like, you know, some type of bar event. Everybody's drinking. Yeah, and, you, you know, know and stupid. that's the one yeah. thing. I Our events, um, I, I don't um, promote drinking or anything like mm. that. But if you want to bring your own beer, please be respectful and not get belligerent or get drunk or anything like that. Drink responsibly. Right. You know, um, if you're going to drink, you know, cover it up with koozie or whatever you got to do and stuff like that. Because, you know, you also got to know that you have kids running around, too, and they're looking at that, you know, and you might they might not be your kids. But guess what? You're putting a little, you know, memory in their head and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, you're also an influencer and stuff like that. So, right. you know, um, family oriented, um, you know, is, is really big. So, you know, bringing bringing yourself out. With the family, we we always encourage that, you know. And you know, I've been blessed with the organizations, you know, especially the pro sports teams out here in Arizona. They're huge, huge, um, you know, supporters of, of the veterans. You know, my number one favorite is the Arizona Rattlers. You know, mm -hmm. I was two months old, um, you know, barely, you know, getting getting off the ground, you know. They they've supported me since day one, and actually it's it's kind of I want to kind of like brag that we might be their good luck charm because in two years they've only lost one game, home game that we've attended. That's right. Matt, he wasn't chronologically two years old. Okay, so he's not that young. He was just saying that the organization was only around for two years when it got there. So, <laughs> no, two months. Two months. Two months. Two months. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You know, so the Arizona mm -hmm. Rattlers have been awesome. You know, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, anybody that went to um, the preseason game that we went to last year, we got to go down on the field before the game. Um, a lot of people got to meet Fitzgerald, and he actually sh shook a lot of the kids' hands while they were down there and stuff like that. They took pictures. You know, it was pretty awesome. Yep. Um, Arizona Cardinals Charities actually donated $1,000 to our organization, nice. which is awesome. You know, um, the D-backs, we help with the D-backs with their 5K run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we pretty much, what we do is we pretty much, um, you know, help run the two water stations and check in. Um, and that day's pretty much fun because we also have Youth for Troops come out and help man one of the stations with us and stuff. You know, and we try to get other veteran organizations to come out and help with stuff like that. You know, that way, you know, they also have, have a volunteer opportunity because they're always looking for volunteers, mm -hmm. you know, to come and help out, especially other veteran organizations and stuff like that, you know. Um, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns has donated us, you know, tickets. The D-backs has donated. Actually, um, D-backs, August 3rd, I'm going to do a quick promotion. Yeah, absolutely, man. D the D-backs, we have 150 tickets for the D-backs Nationals game August 3rd. So, you know, any veteran that would like to come out, all you have to do is just send me an email at ro.gonzalez with the Z at the end at V-O-N-8, number 8, T-H.org. Um, you know, send me an email that you want to attend. Um, or if you have Facebook, you can send me a message on um um, messenger mm -hmm. um, we also have another game later on in the year that I'll be promoting later on uh, you know so um, ASU hooks us up with tickets you know so we've been blessed we're a 501c3 uh, you know so we're, we're good to go with that and stuff like that and majority of our stuff we, we're uh, is donated to us yeah you know so all our tickets are donated to us um you know there's no membership fee to join our group or anything like that if you want to support us and donate to it that's 
that's your business that's up to you mm-hmm. and stuff like that but um, my main thing is if somebody is donating to us I I highly recommend that they come out and either come to one of our events or come volunteer with us mm-hmm. so that way they can see what where their money's going right going to and how it's being used and stuff like that you know I think one of the things that I like too because um, you know the one thing we always talk about and uh, I've heard it from a thousand veterans. I heard it from one. It's the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. We miss the camaraderie. We miss the being in the unit. We miss being around the guys and smoking and joking and having a good time, just chilling and you know, just like I said, just being ourselves. And then you know, I was running the rally point thing for a while, doing it had the same same mentality, same goal, same mission. And then I you know hooked up with you. I'm like, well, okay, well, why are we? I think this happens a lot. I think like I said, a lot of us, you know. We have this drive and motivation. We want to give back. We want to do stuff. And then we always want to, you know, everybody wants to start these nonprofits and do all this stuff. It's like, but why are we separating our forces? You know what I'm saying? When personally, like I said, when I found out that you were doing this, I'm like, okay, well, why am I going to separate us? Why don't we just do it? Like, why don't I just support you? Because you're already up and running and you got a great organization, great contacts. I'm like, well, I'll just support what you're doing. I mean, because that doesn't make sense for us to, you know, split our forces like that. So I'd rather support. Because this is awesome. Like I said, I've been to his events. I know where he's coming from. And, uh, yeah, he's just got that. That We had the same mindset. We had the same goals. I was like, okay, well, I'd rather support him and just join forces. And we come together that much stronger than, you know, everybody. Because there's like a thousand freaking, you know, everybody's doing these nonprofits and doing that. And it's like, but it's like, why are we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot? We're just, you know, uh, you know, we're dividing our, our, our resources up, you know, and. And that and that's the one that's the one thing also, man. That, you know, like I've I've been in you know volunteering in nonprofit sector for the last five six years and stuff like that. And I noticed that you know some groups tend to stay to themselves and stuff, and they don't want nobody coming in because they're gonna take their people or whatever it is. Like really, who cares? Who cares if you're out there to help a veteran, help a veteran? It doesn't matter what era and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, building that commodity and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I know, you know, some of the older veterans are harder to, you know, some of them can't drive, some need transportation to get to stuff and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, and it makes it harder for them, you know, but the thing is, you know, um, we, we, we as veteran organizations need to work together, not, you know, try to keep our people to ourselves and stuff like or that. Or trying to you know? re- reinvent the wheel. Reinvent all the, time. the wheel. You know, somebody, somebody, you know, might want to pop up and, oh, let me do this or let me do that and stuff like that. You, you know, why waste the energy on that? If somebody's already doing it. Right. And doing know, it well. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say I'm doing it well, but, you know, I'm, I'm saying, you know, if you see somebody out there doing a good job and, you know, support them. Right. You know. That's the thing, support them and stuff like that. And, you know, just be cautious. That's another thing, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of guys out there or a lot of organizations out there that, you know, they pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, they might be doing this. And then all of a sudden their focus changes and they're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So what would you say, uh, like I said, because there's a lot of people out there in the community um, they want to. They want to do the right thing. They want to. You know. They have the energy and they have the drive. They want to volunteer. How do they? You know. How do they get hooked up with you? How do they? You know. Like I said maybe you know come out to an event. You know. Check it out. But then like I said, how do they uh, help your organization? If they want. If they want to come out and volunteer, all they got to do is um, send an email to um, info at v o n 
number eight th org, um, and pretty much you know just let us know that you you know you can go to the website also valorsonnate.org, all spelled out. Um, you know, all you got to do is sh let me know, um, send an email. I'll put you on the list, and whenever a vet, um, whenever a um, volunteer opportunity comes up, you know I'll send you out a. Um, what I do is I send out a monthly calendar for the people that don't have Facebook. Um, you know, get them get them on an email, send it out to them, and stuff like that. And I I'm pretty good at getting the email out usually between the first and the third of each month and stuff like that. But also, you know, I have a lot of stuff that comes up in the middle of the week or the middle of the month and stuff like that that doesn't get included on the event calendar so if you shoot me and if it, anything comes Just up that way i can send opportunity kind of that, that way i can send out another email and let you know hey this popped up would you be interested in stuff like that i try to try to set up stuff between 30 to 60 days out sometimes even 90 as soon as i know it's set in stone it's going to go on the calendar and i'll usually promote it or you know i'll, I'll usually make an event on facebook you know cuz a lot of our stuff we we um I post is on Facebook, um, but we also on Facebook, we have a group and we have a page. Mm -hmm. The page is for the public. So anybody can, you know, like yourself and any other organization that wants to post any veteran related stuff on there can post it on there. You know, I try to keep, um, you know, realtors and stuff like that on there because if not, that's all you're going to see on there. But if it's, you know, a workshop, if it's a woman's event, if it's an ice cream social, you know, any any veteran engagement, you know event that that's happening around the valley i i'll post it on the page and i like other organizations to post it on there so we can share also because you know the more awareness that veterans know that this resource or this opportunity is out there you know the better and stuff like that that way they they get engaged in the community also mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh so i really appreciate everything that you're doing you know said being a better myself so um, what would you say to the veterans that are out there? Um, like I said, because we know, you and I both know, there are a lot of veterans out there that feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. They feel like they can't talk to anybody because they, they talk to somebody, they're weak. You know, you know, you know they were, you know, like you were just taught to just do a combat role and get up, it's good training. You know, just, yeah, just drive on. You know, we have that, we still have that same kind of mentality. It's like, but there are a lot of, like I said, they're, they're not transitioning well. They're not, um, like I said, they, they feel out of place. They don't feel they belong. Kind of thing. So what would you say to those veterans that are out there that might be listening that, that again, they're kind of, they're certain or they're it, not even so much that, but they're still, just, they're still searching. They're just like, what, you know, okay, what's, because before, you know, we had a purpose. Okay, we had an objective, we had targets, we had the, but now it's like, okay, that's the one thing they don't teach us when we transition out. It's like, okay, what you know now? What do we do? You know, what I'm saying, what are what you know? What are we gonna? What's our what is our purpose? What's our mission? What's our objective? Like, what and how do we accomplish these type of things? So, what would you say to those guys out there? Or you know, guys or gals, you know, guys or gals, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. Um, you know what? If you want to reach out to me myself, you know, I have tons of resources. You know, number one. Number two, I'm always willing to listen. It doesn't matter if it's midnight, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, and if you're up, you're struggling, you need somebody to talk to, you know what? I'm not a professional, but I'm, I'm a veteran that is willing to listen to you. You know, and that's the one thing that I think majority of veterans, as 
including myself, because I know when I was in my past, um, you know, I didn't have my dad to talk to. Mm-hmm. Not so much that he isn't alive. It's just that, you know, he hasn't talked to me in I don't, God knows how many years and right, since my right. brother passed away and stuff. You know, um, you know, having that one person that will listen to what you're going through, you know. And I actually get a lot of messages through Messenger and stuff like that from veterans that are like, struggling like a row you know what how can how could you help me i said dude number one you know you reaching out you're helping yourself you know that's that's number one if you don't reach out how do you expect to get help you know and that's huge because i know myself being a marine being a dad you know being a father of three two adult kids and stuff like that you know um since i've been in arizona i've been homeless twice you know um, I came to Arizona and actually I wasn't even coming to Arizona. I was going to San Diego to be a bum on the beach when I got divorced. I had just lost my restaurant, you know, just got divorced. Um, you know, everything and anything that you can think of that could possibly go wrong in that era. And this is, you're talking about 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. you know, um, literally it's, it's, you know, I had nobody to turn to. I had nobody to talk to and stuff like that, you know, um, I didn't know there was any veteran organization, veteran resources out there, because nobody ever taught me that when I got out the military. It was always me that needed to depend on myself and stuff like that. Right. And I've been doing that since 16, 17 years old, you know, um, when I got out of high school and stuff like that, you know, and joined the Marine Corps and, you know, did all that that stuff, you know. Um, so growing up, you know, I've always had this, you know, and plus I'm Latino on top of that. So, you know, I have the machismo in me uh, and stuff uh, like that. Yep, so, yep. you know, I have to do everything. I have to figure it out on my own and stuff like that. And I, I've I've done some of that, you know, um, you know, figuring it out. But sometimes I've done, made bad decisions. Oh, yeah. And I've also made good decisions, you know. So, and we, we all go through that rough, rough patch, you know. I mean, Four or five years ago, um, you know, I stood on top of South Mountain with the, with four years ago, actually, um, I stood on top of South Mountain with a gun to my mouth, you know, and if it wasn't for my daughter calling me and let me know I was going to have my first grandson, you know, I probably wouldn't be here right now, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, you know, and I'm not a religious guy, I'm not, you know, you know, um, how would you say it, um, um, dedicated Christian person, yeah. um, you know, but you know, God works in mysterious ways. I know He does. You know, because I could easily be one of those stats as well. Oh yeah. But when my daughter called me and she told me, I hung up on her and I literally bawled for like twenty five, thirty five minutes. Of, right. And there was probably five or six people up there, and they probably heard me. They probably, you know, because I was like, you know, I had just got back from you know, helping my ex-wife take care of my son out in San Antonio, Um, you know, so, you know, having helped her, being out there for three months, I came back, all my stuff was gone from my computer repair shop, you know, so what am I going to do? I had to replace all these people's computers, cell phone, laptops, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, so, you know, doing all that, being left flat broke, you know, it's like, what am I going to do now, you know, so... And the thing was, I was blessed to have a gentleman named Bill Egan reach out to me for whatever reason. He reached out to me and says, hey, man, you know, I want you to come out to, you know, 
come out and volunteer with Team Red, White, and Blue. You know, literally this guy saved my life also, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's, he's not a veteran. You know, he's a first responder. You know, he, he's, he works in the medical field. He was a firefighter out in, out in uh, Texas, you know, so, um, or uh, EMS guy, you know, so, you know, for him to reach out to me and stuff like that, you know, it was, it was actually pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know, but it also took myself to say, you know what, I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not in a good place right now and stuff like that. And, and it's funny, he invited me out to one of their events and it wasn't to run, it wasn't to, you know, bike or anything. It, it was, I want you to come out to vol- um, cheerlead. I'm like, cheerlead? What am I going to do cheerlead and stuff like that, you know? So, but what, what it did was it actually opened my eyes. And I saw people just as heavy as me, because at that time I weighed 450 pounds, um, you know. Um, I saw people with missing arms, you know, missing missing the leg, you know, just as big as me, if not bigger and stuff like that, you know, out there doing a triathlon. And, you know, for me to, to think for a second, it's like, man, you know, if these guys are out here doing this, it, it, it helped me change my mindset, like, uh-huh. stop, you know, thinking about, you know, oh, it can't get any worse and this and that. It actually, you know, gave me a, uh, you know, one of those moments where, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got I got home and looked in the mirror, I'm like, you know what? What am I gonna do? What kind of legacy am I gonna leave for my grandson? You know? So from that day on, you know, I've been volunteering in the veteran community and stuff like that. And volunteering is such a huge part of a veteran, believe it or not, you know, because you have that purpose. You know, you're helping somebody else out because if you know it you as well as every every other veteran out there know that you know us veterans love to help other people we love it you know it's 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 what we do that's what we're programmed to do you know so you know a veteran to help out you know reach out and stuff like that what's the first thing you that happens when you come under fire mm-hmm. dude you call for help right it's the same thing man if you're in a dark spot you know what you're not doing good call for help you know same thing. You get you get coming under enemy fire. You're coming under, you know, them thoughts and stuff like that. You know, get on the phone, call somebody. So let's let's recap a little bit. Uh, been married, been divorced, been homeless, lost two businesses, thought about committing suicide, right? Um, and you're still here. And to top it all off, got a DUI. Got a DUI. Okay, so everybody, that. everybody that's out there, he's pretty much covered what you've been through, all by himself. Okay, so there's nothing out there that you guys are going through he ain't been through. You know what I'm saying? Or I, or you know Mario, or whatever. You know we all we're here for you. That, that's that. I think that's the, the the main mission is that we're here for you guys and gals. You know, it's like you're not alone. You're not doing this by yourself. You don't have to do it by yourself. And we are people that can relate to your situation because we have been where you are. We have been in the dark places also. But by the grace of God, I'll say it, by the grace of God, you know, pulled us out of those situations. So 
the message to the veteran community out there, you are not alone. There is no shame in asking for help. We're all in this together. We're a unit. Okay, so please, if you, have, you, know, you need to contact me, Mario, Ro Gonzalez, you know, there are, there are people out there that can help. Now, like I said, we're going to have to also, uh, you're going to have to do some, you know, some, some leg work. You're going to have to do some, you know, you got to. Uh, you know what, that's the thing. You know, and my thing is, I'm not giving a handout. I'm giving a hand up. Right. You know, and it's all up to you if you want that hand up. You know, it's all up to you if you want to move but forward. If you will swallow your pride or whatever it is that's like stopping you from asking for help and just ask for the help, you will get the help you need. Exactly. So, uh, like I said, just to kind of uh, wrap it up, give us a give us your contact information again, and then um, maybe, like I said, uh, the Rattlers game coming up or the Diamondbacks game or you know, whatever you got going. Well, on. we have July thirteenth from ten to twelve p.m. Um, we're doing a, a veteran recognition breakfast here at Valor's um, from eight to ten. We're we're serving breakfast. Give the, give the address here. 1001 East 8th Street, Tempe, 85281. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're going to have the VA here with with uh, people that deal with benefits. Um, we're going to have um, um, employers such as ADP, USAA, Navy Fed, um, Night Transportation, um, if you're looking for a job, we're going to have Upward Bound and Park University here for education. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that wants to get into education, and I highly, highly recommend um, if you want to get into school, hit up Upward Bound. They have an awesome program on, over there. I just actually went and enrolled this past week and nice. stuff, um, you know, because I want to get I want to get my master's. I've been mess I've been doing all this work with. Without a piece of paper, I need that piece of paper to back me up, mm -hmm. you know. So um, we have the veteran uh, recognition, the 27th of July at Ability 360. Um, we have a pool, a back-to-school pool party for the kids, for the veterans to bring out their kids and stuff like that. We bring out pizza. They can jump in the pool and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, get the kids ready to go back to school. And hopefully... I'll have the backpacks ready with back to school supplies in there also to pass out that day. So, and then August 3rd is the baseball game, the D backs versus the Nationals. Um, you know, you can contact me at um, row.gonzalez at vonaith.org. Um, you can send any emails to volunteer at info at vonaith.org. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, majority of our stuff, you know, if you're on Facebook, you can't miss us. You'll find us, you know. On Facebook, as the group, you will need to request to join. All you do is answer the two, three questions that are on there. It's pretty much, you know, are you a veteran? Um, and how can you, you uh, help other veterans and stuff like that? So just answer the two questions. Um, and that's pretty much it. All right, man. So uh, just wanted to uh, say thank you again for allowing us to come out and you know, talk to you and, you know, let everybody in the veteran community know, you know what you have going on. Uh, you're a great resource. I, I personally thank you for what you're doing and your heart and everything like that. Uh, thank you for being a Marine, forever faithful, you know, Semper Fi. And I uh, just wanted to, um, like I said, let the veteran community know, hey, like I said, you're not alone. We have resources. We got Ro Gonzalez. He's, he's got our six. So, uh, this again, this is uh, Chris Flowers, guest hosting for uh, Fallen 360. 
I wanted to thank Mario for uh, allowing me to take over the mic. And uh, hopefully, so we'll see you real soon. We're out. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is uh, Chris Flowers with uh, Fallen 360. Uh, we're kind of following Mario's path uh, last week when he was uh, going uh, uh, going live, driving down the road, things like that. We're kind of doing the same thing a little bit. We're here at uh, Valor's on 8th with uh, Ro Gonzalez. And uh, we're just here in the uh, uh, day room. Uh, AC's kind of running, if you maybe can hear that a little bit. But uh, like I said, we're just gonna we're just gonna go live and keep it real. Uh, we got Adam Bigelow here. He's with the uh, PTSD Foundation. So we wanted to introduce Adam um, and talk more about his organization and what's going on, what he's doing with veterans, and you know let him uh, let him go on that. But then we're it was kind of funny. We were uh, talking here amongst ourselves, like man, we should have been recording this whole conversation. We were just chopping it up about yeah. different uh, different things about veterans and uh, stuff like that. But uh, First thing I want to do is I want to, I want to get Adam on, let him uh, talk more about the uh, the foundation, uh, what he's got going on, and then we can just you know start uh, you know talking shit amongst ourselves and kind of just see what happens. Absolutely. So, so go for it, man. Well, I want to first thank you for this and having us uh, getting us awareness out. Speak like God, a set of balls, son. I am a very quiet speaker. And that's why I use microphones all the time. Um, but the foundation we started in 2009 because there was such a need for the guys that gone to combat they haven't had anybody they could actually talk to and have that brotherhood that they're used to um, while they're deployed so 2009 PTSD Foundation of America started uh, in Houston Texas uh, and it's grown from there in 2012 we built Camp Hope Camp Hope is now it started as two trailers on a five acre lot it is now an 85 bed facility it has full cafeteria full gym it has tons of things for veterans. They go through licensed drug and alcohol counseling. They go to AA. They go to NA. They go to parenting classes. They go to anger management. But the key to it all is they go to that peer-to-peer. -peer. Right when you get into Camp Hope, you're assigned a peer mentor. A peer mentor is somebody that has been to combat, been diagnosed with PTSD. They've actually been to the very lows of their life, and they've got into the program, and they've made it on top. Uh, and then they go to peer groups, same thing. It's all combat vets with PTSD. They've all been through the lows. They've all been through addiction, drugs, alcohol, sex addiction. And most of us have had suicide attempts on our lives. So it's truly a way that we understand that we are peers, we are peers. We're no better than you. We don't judge. Um, and what we do here locally is we run what's called warrior groups, and we have a family group. Our warrior group is based the same way. It's, a, it's a, a room full of combat vets that have struggles through the week, struggles through the day, that are all types of struggles, from drugs and alcohol to finances to employment, because we do know as combat vets we come back, especially with PTSD, we find it hard to keep a job or stay interested in things. So this is truly a brotherhood. Uh, our group has grown in, the, grown in the eight months from three guys to now over 17 in our one group. When I say it's a brotherhood, there's even a group chat. These guys are talking just like they were as a platoon, and it's all day, every day, and someone's car breaks down. You'll see five guys say, who's the closest? And someone just instantly goes out and goes helps this guy out. So it is truly that support and that brotherhood that we're missing from combat. Um, and then the true aspect as well is the peer-to-peer -peer mentoring. We do one-on-one -on -one mentoring, so guys that aren't really ready to get in front of a group, 
we'll go meet you for coffee. We'll go meet you at your house and just talk about your struggles and how we can help you do whatever you need. Um, we also started because we also believe that the family aspect is so important. So we started a family group, started with the same thing with two, two spouses, and we now serve eight spouses right now. Um, and when we say it's key, and it's not taken away from the veterans whatsoever, but it's, we kind of use the analogy, it's like a drug addict, right? So say your veteran's a drug addict in the home. The wife's trying to connect with them, doesn't know how to connect. So it's the only way she knows how to connect. She's like, I guess I'm going to start doing drugs with you. Well, now there's so many programs out there, right, for that veteran. So that veteran now goes and gets help for free. And he gets clean, he gets sober, and then he goes back into a house. Well, now that house has a drug addict in it. And that drug addict is only a drug addict because of him. And there's no help for those spouses. So what's going to happen to that vet? He's going to go either start back in drugs, he's going to go right back to day zero. And we use that analogy because that's the same thing with PTSD. So we have all these programs, and we go and we get help, and we try to better ourselves, but there's nothing for the families. So we go back into our home that's broken. And so, and we, we come home, we give our spouses, we give our children secondary PTSD. Um, and so it's, we just struggle. So we're truly here to help and push the family aspect um, that they're not alone. There's support out there. Um, and that is truly the best way to heal our veterans. It's, uh, you know, why put a little Band-Aid over your veteran when you got to, you got to take off those bandages and you got to debrief that wound. You got to get in there and you got to work on it. So that's truly what we do. Um, so every week right now on Tuesdays, we meet at I-17 in Peoria, 6.30. We all have dinner. The spouses go into one room. The warriors stay in the other room. And we truly work on ourselves. Um, we are now with Valors on 8th, starting August 8th. We're starting our second warrior group at 6.30, the second floor of Valors on 8th. So I'm hoping for a good turnout there. Um, and just, uh, we are currently working on a, a web page just for Arizona, so look out for that. There's, we have a lot of events coming up. Um, we have a couple fundraisers, California Pizza Kitchen, August 7th and 8th. If you go there, all 20% of all Arizona stores are coming to PTSD Foundation America Arizona chapter. We have so many big things going on right now. Uh, we're currently sponsored by the city of Scottsdale. We're in collaboration with Senator Bersali's office, Senator McSinnam's office, Congressman Lesko's office. So we're truly growing. Um, and everything we do to kind of go back, this, we do it out of the hearts, our own hearts. We don't charge anything. So dinners, groups, free charge for combat vets and their families, Camp Hope, the airline tickets, the drug and alcohol counseling, everything about it is 100% free. So if you are struggling uh, and you need help, just reach out. Um, and, you know, that's truly what we're hearing. It's about awareness. Um, and I like to partner up with different organizations like Valor's on 8th. And there's a lot out there that are truly in it about the same mind, same heart. It's not about a back end. You know, our, our tax information's on, on their website. You know, we're a 4% overhead, 96% back into the, into the program. So, and that's kind of unheard of. Um, so all organizations should be that. Uh, if they're not, there's something wrong. So, uh, you know, we're, we're truly here to help, and uh, I appreciate you guys having us out for today. Absolutely. No problem. So if, let's say, you know, what about, like, their discharge? Like, do they have to be honorable discharge, general or honorable, uh, dishonorable? I mean, any yeah. can anybody come? I mean, you know, no matter. I mean, if they're, yeah. they've, they've been enlisted and, you know. That's a good point. some shit and, you know, because, like, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. So that's one thing as well. It's like when you go to the VA or those programs, you got to have honorable discharge. You have to have all this. We take anybody. It doesn't matter your discharge. If you're dishonorable discharge, you're more than free. To get into Camp Hope, you need a DD-214 that says you deployed to overseas. It doesn't mean that you're a trigger puller. It means if you deployed, you're into the program. So to even get a Camp Hope, we need a DD-214 that says that, and then we need a PTSD diagnosis from either a VA doctor or civilian doctor. As long as a piece of paper from doctor says you have PTSD, you're in our program. Um, if you don't have that diagnosis and you have multiple appointments, we're going to take you because we're now going to get you into the Houston VA. We're going to get you that diagnosis that you deserve. Uh, and need and then we're also going to help you with your claims for you know your benefits and stuff like that so and that is that's true a lot of these guys struggling out there if you went to combat and you didn't re-enlist and you got into drugs and alcohol because your ptsd and then you got kicked out of the military and you're looking for help and that helps not out there call us we are that help um like i said we do not turn anybody away whatsoever um to get in our groups it's kind of a Locally, it's kind of a, we trust you. You come into the group, you tell us, you know, who you are, where you deployed, uh, and then you're in the group. Um, we ask for 100% honesty. Um, obviously, you know, if, as combat vets, if you're a non-combat vet and you walk into a room and start talking about some deployment stuff and things aren't lining up, you're going to be found out real quick. Um, so that's not too much of a worry. And everybody in our group, like I said, is they're amazing guys um a lot of them 100 percent disabled and you know they're looking for purpose again because that's one key thing for us is we come out and we lose that purpose mm-hmm. uh i mean that's my story my story is uh, i was a combat medic for two tours in iraq went to afghanistan became a flight medic went to afghanistan for my third tour all my issues started in my third tour but i was having nightmares about my second tour i was feeling numb i wasn't feeling anything i had patients on my bird that I literally had no feeling for it. Like, I didn't care if they lived, died. It was just numb. And that's when I knew I had issues. Um, and I actually started getting into drugs and alcohol. I, uh, that, that post, you know, deployment health assessment that you fill out every uh, before you come home, and it's on that box that says, do you want to speak to somebody? Do you want help? That's the first time I ever hit yes. Nobody ever came and talked to me. Came back in the States, went through all the dental, all that stuff again, same thing. Went to the mental health down there. I'm like, do you want to see somebody? I'm like, yep. Didn't hear anything. And so I just started kind of going down into that drugs and alcohol even more. And then I finally went into, you know, behavioral health. Started getting, I'm not going to say the help, uh, but I started talking about it. And then they diagnosed me with severe PTSD. And that was my worst day because my worst day they diagnosed me with severe PTSD. As a flight medic and a staff sergeant, I went back to my unit. They stripped me of my soldiers. They grounded me from flying, and then they took all my medical licensing away. I couldn't perform medical, and I couldn't teach medical. So within two hours, all purpose after ten years was completely gone. See, this is what this is what's really fucked up. Absolutely, this is what pisses me off fucking more than anything. And we need to get with these congressmen and the senators and shit. It's like we want help, okay? We want to seek help, but this is the type of shit we go through. We're going to get fucking blacklisted. We can't own guns. All kinds of stupid shit. Oh, yeah. Because we asked for help. Oh, yeah. My, my unit came right in my house. Took all my guns that I own instantly. Uh, kept them and said I need to sell them. And they held them until I sold them. Yeah. yeah they just got everything away. So, so it's like, you know, 
and there everybody's like, oh, we're here to help the veterans, we're here to help the veterans. Well, helping us would be, A, number one, stop punishing us Absolutely. for asking for help. Absolutely. You know? and, I mean, and there are some people that truly realize that. I mean, I've had some amazing meetings with Air Depo- you know, Arizona Department of Veteran Services, and I brought up because there's some things that, you know, honorable discharge and that and that, and I kind of brought up an idea that they want to look at is if, if you can take a veteran, right, and they're looking for help, and you can look at their DD-214, it says dishonorable, but their DD-214 now says that they deployed to a combat zone in that deployment, and they've been diagnosed with PTSD, why can't we link them up? And it doesn't matter about that discharge. If you can say, oh, you deployed, you have PTSD, and you have a dishonorable, well, now you can obviously link those up and say, well, the reason you have a dishonorable most likely is because it's shit you went through, and now, instead of you getting help, we just kicked you out. Um, even in 2015, right, JBLM prison system, Army prison, talking with them, 82% of all the combat or the veterans in there have all been diagnosed with PTSD or TBI. So instead of giving them help, 80% of them they put into this prison and they're all kicked out. I mean, it, it was the ridiculous numbers. And it's like, why are we doing that? And if we could start it then, and that's another thing I'm trying to fight for and I'm trying to figure out how to do as well. Can you imagine if you deployed and came back and as a platoon sat down and talked about your deployment? Because healing is talking and we don't talk about it. We come back and what do you do? You go to the field and you start training for the next one. Nobody ever gets back on that and just talks about your deployment. Plus you're talking amongst your peers, the guys you were in the shit with, so it's like, you know, you're okay to talk. Absolutely, the guys you trust the most, the guys who were with, right with you, if you could just sit there and just start talking about it, and truly working on it, then you guys would be able to digress all of that, and then you'd be ready to start training to go back and do it again. But instead we go, and it's, you know, Vietnam guys, kind of the same thing, but the Vietnam guys went one or two deployments, max. We have guys, I have my buddy now, is a, He's not a Sergeant Major. He's on his 11th deployment. So when he's done with the Army, I can't imagine what his brain's going to do. So for 11 years of deployment and war, he's had to shove it down. And that is such an issue. That's not, nobody can withstand Nobody can withstand I don't care how strong you are. And that's another thing, too. It's about, everybody's like, oh, if I go talk to somebody, it's weak. It takes 10 times more strength to say that you need help than it does to push it down. Right. If you push it down and push it down, that shows more weakness to me than strength. It's like, look, look, it's for help. And it's not about, especially if you have family. You know, you have a wife, you have kids. You're pushing it down, all it's doing is hurting them. You know, you might think it's being safe for them, but that's all you're doing is hurting them. So what you're trying to do is completely opposite of actually what you're doing. So that's one of those things, it's like, just get help, there's help out here. It, charge, it costs you nothing. And then you get to sit around a room with a bunch of combat vets that you, and you can just talk about your experiences and talk about life, and it's it's so crazy. Like there's times there's things I've forgotten, and I've been through the program, and I've had guys in my group now talking about some things in route Irish in Iraq and like Haifa, and I'm like, things are just starting to click back in my head. I'm like, man, I haven't thought about that in years. I'm like, I remember Haifa going down here, and I'm, the little things. I'm like, do you remember how there was little poles and chain link? that line that street so you'd be doing a mission at night with your mvg and most of us would trip over the chain and like just smack our heads and it's like nothing big but it's just those little things like you just start remembering and you start talking about it and you know the guys don't say it's therapy 
But when you can sit there and completely just talk openly about everything you went through, that is the best therapy there is possible. Just like, just like this right here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's you, you're bringing that back memories that you know you might have thought about it, you know, just that one time, but now you, it's coming back again. Yeah. You know. And it, it gets it out, and it's it, that's the true thing is getting down to the root problem. You know, you can say you want to shove it down, and you're you want tips and tools to get over your anger. May we may we call it something else? Maybe we call it instead of calling it therapy or whatever. Hell, call it a debrief. Call it a, you know what I'm saying? Call it an after-action plan. That's that. Whatever. That's what it is. Just give it a different title so it doesn't have the stigma to it. Yeah. To where, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where and and like I said, stop punishing us for. I mean, because I mean, hell, you know what it is. Even if you're not deployed, let's say you know your knees fucked up or something Mm -hmm. like that, you're not gonna say shit. You're not gonna go to sick call. You're not gonna do nothing. You're gonna suck it up. Fucking do a combat roll and get mm-hmm. up. It's good training. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just, you know. We, we always do that. Right. I, was, I was in the cab. I got hurt from my second floor in my back. Like, it's nowhere in my medical records. They have yeah. no idea that I was right. shot up every other day with cortisol in my back. And right. And they're and like, then, where's and that? Then, I'm yeah. like, and then, I don't know. And then, like I say, then you go to get, you know, go to get out and then maybe you go to get raided. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you got nothing on your fucking medical report. Yeah. like, yeah, because I never went sick call. Yeah. But that's the thing. We're, we're just taught yeah. not to say shit. Yeah. Be quiet, don't get help, yeah. and you'll make it through. Drink water. They yeah, always drink, say, drink, drink water. water. <laughs> like, my foot's hanging off. Eh, drink water. You'll be all right, you know? Uh, and it's just, that's the thing. That We need to get that away from our active duty. And that's, that's the other thing, too, about our groups. We are so anonymous that we have active duty in our groups. And when we say everything in our group stays in our group, that's where it stays. If it's anybody is caught outside the group talking about anybody else, what they said, obviously you can go home and you can talk about what you've shared with the group with your family. But if you're caught any we're talking about anybody else, you're no longer allowed and you'll never be allowed back in. That's how serious it is. And there are problems with other systems. We have a, a crisis line we call a support line. It's a 24-hour line, right, that combat vets can call, the spouses can call, family members can call if they have questions or concerns about their combat vet, and they can truly start the help there. Like, so if someone calls from Arizona, right? While they're on the phone, I'm getting a text with that name, with the phone number, with the address, and I'm gonna put my team together and we're trying to get face-to-face with that guy in an hour. And the key of this, and the reason I brought that number up is because we are involved with like veterans courts out here and we work with like, we try to get into the VA because, like, there is some really good programs that we're trying to get guys to go into. But even the crisis line, I've been to where in court I've seen a guy call a crisis line during the week. And on Friday, the judge, the prosecutor, and the defendant attorney all knew that he called the crisis line. I'm like, where's the trust? Where's yeah, that where, where, yeah, in, where in that, that system? And it's like yeah. our group, our number is completely anonymous. Like I said, and it's it's truly a safe place to talk about anything and everything. Uh, since we're kind of on this subject, and I yeah. you know, remember different conversations I have with people. Okay, so obviously you guys are all combat deployed, PTSD diagnosed. What about uh, females? Because Fem- I mean, obviously there are females that have been deployed, but what about females that haven't been deployed? But let's say they, you know, I mean, they, you know, females go through a lot of, Absolutely. they go through shit just from us Absolutely. fucking douchebags, active duty fucking Absolutely. with them, let alone. So, um, how do we help them? Or, I mean, I know I said, I know your organization kind of specific combat mm-hmm. vets, PTSD, but what about if they weren't necessarily deployed, but they went through a lot of shit, you know, things call, like that? How, can call you, us. 
that, and that's what I can say. Yes, our, our groups in Camp Hope were specific to deployment. Um, Camp Hope is all male right now. We tried to have female and it didn't work out at the moment. We need another campus for that. Uh, our groups are open to male and female. Like I said, DD214 says deployment, you're, you're more than welcome to come in. Um, ones that haven't deployed that have military-related PTSD or even MST, um, don't hesitate to call. You might fit not fit into our group and our category, but that doesn't stop us. We're truly about helping. So, like, like I said, my job is, especially the Arizona managers, I partner up with different organizations, different groups out there to widen that variety to get the help that they all need. So if you're MST and you don't know where to go, call me and I'm gonna either, I'm gonna point you in the right direction or we can even meet for coffee, we'll talk and then see where your concerns are and we can try to fit you somewhere. Um, we're not gonna give up, we don't say no to anybody. Um, and that's one of the things, like my wife is our family group facilitator, um, same thing. Family members, ex-fam, you know, there's how many ex-spouses are out there that they're divorced because of the PTSD that was brought into the home. Come, call, like you're more than welcome. It doesn't, we're not looking for a marriage certificate. If you're a girlfriend, you're a boyfriend. If you're dealing with stuff because of PTSD in the home, come and reach out. You're more than accepted. And uh, like I said, we part with a lot of people. Uh, Nisha Miles, the success center by Luke Air Force Base. That's the stuff they do too. Like you walk in there, like, it doesn't matter who you are, what your discharge is. If you need help, you go in there, and then they're going to try to find you the right person. Uh, and that's what all these organizations coming together do uh, and should do, uh, is help each other, not to help each other financially or anything like that, but it's just help the veteran in any way we possibly can. So, you know, and there's, there's good programs out there. So I know there's the Glendale stand-ups coming soon on September 21st. So if you're a veteran, a spouse, or whatever it is, and you're looking for help, go there. It's Glendale Community College on 21st. Uh, there's going to be tall types of organizations out there that you can just talk to. Um, so there's a lot of things going on like that. And just uh, go on social media. Uh, I know ours is PTSD Foundation of America dash Arizona. We're constantly posting stuff, different events, even if it's not our event. So it's just look and don't be scared and just reach out and ask for help. Why don't you hold the mic up to your room yeah. a little bit and then kind of go slow again just to give out your contact information Absolutely. phone numbers websites emails all that kind of okay. stuff so you know, uh, Mario can get it you know good on the uh, on the audio yeah absolutely so our our Camp Hope our PTSD Foundation of America our uh, combat trauma support line is 1-877-717-PTSD um, you can always visit our webpage at ptsdusa.org um, if you're local Arizona uh, and you're looking for help, my personal number for work, uh, my name is Adam Bigelow. It is 602-668-0034. And my email is adam.bigelow, B-I-G-E-L-O-W, at ptsdusa.org. Uh, like I said, just reach out to any means possible. Cool, man. Well, then I'm going to open it up, too, because like I said, because before we were kind of just chopping it up, you know, between yeah. the three of us who got row here, too, and we were talking about some different things. So, you know, since we're all here in the room, we're just going to kind of open it up and just kind of, um, okay, so we were talking, and I, I, I've actually touched on this um, on, on other shows as well, but like I said, it just kind of naturally came up, you know, or, organic when we were sitting there talking. There's a lot of veterans out there that uh, 
or you know even uh, you know patriots and stuff like that that want to you know they want to start like nonprofits they want to do all this you know those stuff and it's great their hearts in the right place and all those stuff but sometimes their heart isn't in the right place sometimes Absolutely. they're looking for the CEO moniker and they want to you know yeah you know you know make a dollar and shit like that but we were just talking amongst ourselves and we were just saying to hey you know there are people out there that are motivated why not get with an organization and volunteer your time where to a system that's already working the system works you know get with them and if you're truly in it to volunteer and you're truly in it trying to help then you know get with an organization that's already up and running and going and if then if that's something you're passionate about and you want to you know duplicate it you can get with the people that are actually doing it well and find out hey you know, how did you make this happen what what, what went well what went bad yeah. you know who you know who can i talk to because i want to you know duplicate it but i want to you know not necessarily you know compete and stuff like that because again i what i talked about before was things like this um i was doing myself i was doing better views because i had the intention of i want to uplift the veteran community i want the veteran community to see that we can achieve anything we want to achieve like i said we've already did our duty and we're said we're the most motivated individual nobody's going to fucking stop us yeah. we want to do some shit so why not reach for your goal i mean you know say just yeah. i mean if you're 11 bravo you know, say in the army, you know, your infantry guy, why can't you be, you know, a, a, a master chef? Why can't you, you know, why can't you go to school and learn IT? Why can't, you know, so I, I wanted to inspire a community like that. Well, then I met Mario and he's doing this great podcast, Fallen 360. Why not merge the two? Why are we sitting there just splitting all this stuff up? You know, I was doing the thing, you know, the rally points, same thing, trying to get the veteran community together, trying to build yeah. the camaraderie, trying to exactly what you guys are doing what rose doing with dollars on eight and you know what the ptsd foundation is doing. so why not all of us join forces do it together and work in synchronicity you know what i'm saying so maybe we can talk Absolutely. about that a little bit more too so. it's it's like why try to reinvent the wheel right you know it's the same way people are out there they're doing if it if it ain't broke don't fuck don't fix it. it absolutely and it's like i said if they're a true organization that's about helping veterans and their families they're going to want people to come in and volunteer. They're also going to want people to be interested in growing that throughout the nation, uh, even if it's just throughout the state locally. So, you know, if you have an idea and it's already going on, just go talk to them. Say, like, look, I want to do the same thing. Can we partner up? Can, you know, you're on this part of the valley. Let's move on to the east side. Like, what do you talk about moving there? Like, it's all about the collaboration together. Like, and don't fight. Organizations need to work together. Absolutely. If if it's uh, you're saying, we tell people in our groups all the time, go reach out to others for help. Go here. Go there. Go here. Because if we're not a, I guess what you call it a, a selfish organization. It's like we're all about helping. You know, and that's how organizations should be, especially here in Arizona. We have too much of a need in Arizona with over six hundred thousand veterans here. Mm -hmm. It's like just come together and work together. What's your take on that, Ro? My thing, my thing is what you guys were saying, but I can make it even more simple. You know, if you got the if you got the passion, you got the fire. You know, you want to start your own organization or whatever and stuff like that. You know, go learn what you want to do with an organization that's set up. You know, but also volunteer with other organizations. Right. That way, you get well-rounded amongst the whole veteran community. You might want to do PTSD. You might want to do social or community engagement and stuff like that. Well, go volunteer with, with another organization. Learn the ropes. 
You know, no, not just, you know, oh, I got the money to do it. Let's go do it. You know, because what happens to a lot of these guys that, like Adam said earlier, you know, they have the money to do it. Next thing you know, they're here one day, they're gone the next. You know, because they went and pissed away their all their cash on one big event, tried to make it, you know, be, oh, we're, we're this. We're king shit and this and that and stuff. And, you know, and then next thing you know, they're gone. Well, if they would have volunteered and see what, you know what? It doesn't take a lot of money to invest in veterans. All it takes is getting them out there to volunteer, to get them engaged and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Talk, you know, volunteer, you know, just get getting veterans together. You guys start brainstorming. Guess what? We start figuring shit out. You know, we learn how to help each other, you know, hand in hand and stuff like that. But, you know, there, there's a lot you, of... You need to grow organically. It's kind of what we were exactly. talking about before. It's... If your dream is to have a, a $20 million place that's all inclusive, does everything for veterans, that's awesome. That's dreaming big. But don't start there because you're going to fail it. So you start small. You start with helping two veterans out a month. If it grows into four after that, then you keep doing that until it grows and grows and grows until you get to a point where you have a thousand veterans that are you're helping and they need a place that's bigger. Um, you know, and it's not about going out and asking for a million dollars here, a million dollars there. I mean, obviously, the times we're in, people who want to help don't have that kind of money. So it's just start small. Be appreciative. If someone wants to give you $2, $10 for your cause, mm -hmm. be very appreciative, just as it is a check for 10000 yep. you know? Well, and, and I, I touched on this on an earlier episode, too. It's like, you know, if your fucking AO is ate the fuck up like a soup sandwich, you don't got your shit together, you ain't doing shit, okay? You're not doing a damn thing, okay? So you really got to check yourself at the door. Like I said, a lot of these people, you know, I come, you're like, oh, I'm going to start this nonprofit. I'm gonna do that. But really, what do you have in place? You have nothing, okay? You have no fucking plan. You got all the heart and passion in the world. Okay, that's great. You got no plan. You got no cash. You think somebody's just going to knock down the door and say, oh, hey, here's a grant for $5 million and blah, 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 because we think you're a fucking awesome person. That, that shit ain't happening Okay, so you really got to get your AO fucking squared away, but long before you even think about launching an offensive. You know and it's saying? and it's also about what you're doing. If you're there to help, and you're trying to help veterans and their families, that needs to be your goal. If your goal is to like, hey, I can do a nonprofit and I can make six figures a year, and you know I can have a nice house and stuff like that. If that's your priority, then that's not a nonprofit that's truly meaningful and helpful. Uh, there's too many of them out there already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys like us that are doing this, we're not in for the money, and we struggle just like everybody else does. Yep. You know, we struggle every month with our families and bills and things like that. But we do it because we love it, and that's our duty. We we fought side by side overseas, or not even some you know just in the military alone, and we came back and we were trying to find that purpose. So like, if all veterans would start making their purpose to continue to fight to help support each other through life now mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine how strong the community could be mm -hmm. I truly could yeah yep. yeah I agree I agree yep and it, and it you know my situation also you know um, you know when it comes to you know nonprofit every five minutes they want a donation that's not they're not there for the right purpose they're there for the number one reason that all these other nonprofits pop up and that's dollars yeah. you know you're not, yeah, dollars will help veterans, but, you know, when you're right off the bat, 
donate, donate, donate. How is somebody that you're trying to help who barely is getting by and you want him hit him up for ten, twenty, a hundred dollars? He don't have it. You know, you you gotta go hit up the big companies that have the money, you know, but you gotta prove yourself first. You know, go out to the community, do show everybody. Don't just talk to talk, walk to walk. That's the number one thing because if you notice all the all the successful nonprofits, you know, they're out there walking the walk. You know, they're out there on the battlefield. They're helping out veterans left and right and this and that and stuff, you know. And the other ones, the big ones, the super big ones, if you notice, do you hear anything about them, what they're doing out in the community? What are they doing? You don't know. We don't know. But yet, they're raking in millions. Mm -hmm. What are they actually doing? You know, they have their own little secret society or what do they got going on? Mm -hmm. You know? So, So, I mean, I... I think, you know, and you guys have more experience in this than I do, but don't you think that people will gravitate to you guys because you're more genuine with what you're doing and somebody will want to open up a check and say, hey, I've seen you out here in the community. I've seen what you're doing. You know, I've talked to you and you know, they're more open to open up a, uh, the checkbook rather than somebody that's, you know, trying to sell, sell it to well, them. Well, the thing like, like people like me and Roe and our organizations and out here, like, he said, we go to all these different events all month long. If you're an organization and you're running 10 to 12 fundraising events a year, but you're doing two awareness events, you have it backwards. You know, if you're doing two big fundraisers, four big fundraisers, but you're doing 25 small, it could be a group of 10 awareness event to 500, and you're truly about the awareness and talking about your story, things that work and people that I think that gravitate to us that that's how I approach it. I, I tell my story to every person I talk to, um, and then we t- I tell them why, like for our organization, why it works. Um, but then when I ask for stuff, all I ask for is to help spread awareness. I don't ask for money. I ask like, hey, can you take some flyers? Can we hang them up here? Can you, you know, whatever it is, put a flyer on your in your work? Can you do this? Post can you post something media. on social media? It's yeah. all about awareness. It's not about that fundraising. And you know, there's companies out there. Fundraising, it's going to happen. I mean, obviously there's a need for it, but it's... Um, it's not the number one it's priority. It's not the number one priority. You're yeah, absolutely that's, correct. That's the thing. You know, um, you know, my thing is, come out and volunteer. You know, come see what we're about. Come hang out. Come see the people that are out here, the veterans that are out here, the veterans, the supporters that are out here. Because, you know, I'm not just strictly veterans. You know, I'm, a, I'm about, you know veteran supporter, I'm about bringing the family together, you know, really I'm, I want to build the number one veteran community in the nation, you know, San Diego has an awesome San Diego village out there and stuff, you know, I think we can do that here, but even better, just because, you know, we have we have 600,000 veterans out here and stuff, you know, every single veteran is different, we all need a need in a different way, it might be you know, just that person that you can, you need to talk to for 10, 15 minutes a week. You know, it can, you can find your buddy to hang out with and stuff. Next thing you know, you found somebody that, you know, two days ago, you didn't, you, you didn't have nobody to go out to go play golf or ride a bike or go walk or even walk with your dog or anything like that. But, you know, once you find that battle buddy is what I like to call them, mm-hmm. you know, find that battle buddy. Next thing you know, you got four, five, ten battle buddies that you might have been in different branches, 
but you all have some kind of you know connection and what you guys like to do and stuff like that next thing you know you know i love it when i see you know two three guys that i brought together and they're out hanging out together uh -huh. to me that's like there's no donation that can top that dude yeah. there's no donation right, yeah, right you know because now you affected these lives and now you see that they're happy happy they're not sitting in their apartment you know thinking you know my life sucks mm -hmm. you know now they're hanging out with friends absolutely yeah. Yeah. and that's that, the number that is, one thing that is so awesome i actually just told my group this week the same thing how proud i was of them because like i said we have that group chat right and i get to see what they're talking about all week long and I now have three guys that are volunteering with one of the dog agencies out here. Mm -hmm. So they're going every week. They're going to the, as a group, as a team, as a team as going a there team. and volunteering for another organization to help them out. And I have guys like, who wants to go to the gym this week? And like, I'll go, this guy will go. You know, and then it's just like, like I said, when something happens, that's what's even better. It's not even about them like hanging out, but like a guy's car gets broke down or you're stranded on the highway. Literally when you see three or four guys instantly jump and say, who's closer and they start working it and see who's closest and who can go get them the quickest it's 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 amazing to see and it truly is that brotherhood and that's what same thing with your organization as well like if we can do that in a whole in this state i can't even imagine how great it could be like it is uh, and there's some things out there too i was actually going to bring this up i have the app probably heard that on the table but um there's some pretty cool things like um you guys have heard of her, uh, Objective Zero? No. Mm -mm. So Objective Zero is an app, right? It's a nationwide app. You go on there, and if you're willing to meet with other veterans, or if you're willing to help out peer-to-peer -peer or do anything, you add your info, and it tracks where your address is and how close you are, and people can use it and message you and call you and stuff like that when they're in need. So the more people what, that we get on this is it called Objective Zero. Objective Zero, and it's okay. an app. You can get it uh, i iStore or uh, the App Store. Um, but you, it's when I first got on here, there was two. There was one of me and another else that was in Arizona. That and now it's growing. I mean, I'm showing these guys right now, uh -huh. and there's people all over the valley that are just there. You get their personal information out. So if you need help, you just need to talk. You don't want to call the VA or you don't want to call somebody. You get on there and you click person and then you call. Boom. And then you can just talk. Um, See, so it's like a little brotherhood kind of a thing. Even just sharing things like that is like I think it's, it's pretty important. I, I still, no matter how many you know of us that I talk to, you know, the, the one thing we're all missing is the brotherhood. It's the camaraderie. It's that knowing that somebody's got your fucking six. Absolutely. That's the one that fucking thing. That I know, me personally, that's what I miss the most. Like, I know fucking if somebody's got my fucking six or, you know, that's the one that I know that I, I miss more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. By no, by no, it, it, you know, I mean, fuck the rest. You know what yeah. I mean? Just having that bond, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that, and that's uh, that's key. It truly is. And that's also, it's a crazy time, but that's, but that's what the spouses are thinking, too. You know what I'm saying? Because like the spouses are when they go over there, when we're deployed, who do they hang out with? Right. Exactly. Other spouses. Right. That are like on that post. They have that support. So they come out. They want that same thing. So, yeah. it, you know, like I said, we need to build the veteran community, but that also includes the spouse and the family community, and how key it is to know that they can get together and they can have support of each other, just like we have, and to to build and grow both aspects only helps us as veterans out tenfold yeah i mean it's truly yep. key no matter you know their guard 
regular, you know, active duty, whatever. Yeah. Their spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, takes off. At least they know whatever organization they're with, you know, they got their six. Yeah. You know, they got a place to come hang out while their person is gone, you know. And they know they got that support. Unlike, you know, a veteran veteran spouse compared to a civilian spouse, it's huge. It's, di it's completely different. Right. You know, because of a, a civilian spouse, you know, doesn't he might be out of town. Doesn't understand shit. But he's, he's you know, he's five hours away on a plane. But somebody deployed overseas that you don't know if they're going to come back or not. At all. Like at well. all. That's a huge difference. Yeah, big difference. You know, big absolutely. Difference. I, think, I think that's the one thing that I've learned just also from being married. You know, I've been married for 18 years. Um, the one thing my wife would always, uh, she'd always want to get involved. Like she always, not like she would, she would ask me questions. You know what I mean? And I, you know, and I wasn't, you know, before that. You guys were. I was Desert Storm of a fucking million years ago. I'm, a, I'm older, a lot older than I look. Um, but the thing is that. I know he um, farts dust. <laughs> pretty much, I just I shave all I shave all my gray off and shit, so nobody can see. <laughs> I cheat, um, but this is one thing, and this is just from being a married perspective. You know, we always feel like you know we have to compartmentalize shit, and we like okay, this is the home life. Okay, so I turn that shit off. I gotta turn this one on. And when the wife's like, you know, she's just like, hey, how's your day? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't say shit. Yeah. You don't say a fucking thing. You know, that, I, I, I fucking thought about eating a fucking bullet about five times today. Yeah. You know, or shit like that. You know, we don't say shit. You know, or fucking, or yeah, hey, I wanted to fucking choke slam my fucking boss into the fucking pavement. You know? <laughs> shit, but... But they, we, but they, we but they need want, to. But they want to they be want to. a part of Absolutely. the team. It's just like if you're fight, it's just like if you're in a squad, you know, saying you're talking to your brother and shit, you know, like, hey, you're integrated, man. You're there. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, they're your squad member, man. They're yeah. in your fucking squad. Okay? Absolutely. So you, we gotta, we have to learn to talk to our spouses more. Absolutely. And, and, and communication you know, is, yeah, vital. I, my, my, my wife, my wife almost left me once I mean a long time ago just because of that she's like I don't feel I'm a part of your team yeah I don't feel like we're I'm a part of you yeah I feel there's you and then there's a fucking wall yeah you know and there yeah. is that's that's the problem right because we're yeah. trying to protect them from the ugly yeah. side of that and that's shit. and that's one of those things I was talking about a little bit before it's like we do this and we act that way to protect our family mm -hmm. but in turn it's really hurting. it's actually hurting them yeah so if we were talking we're open and we're honest it's the same thing, you know, and we don't want to be, we don't need judgment on stuff we're going through the day, what we're thinking and stuff like that. And that's, that's a hard part too, because that's someone that you love and you trust fully, but you're like, I don't want to judge, you know, be judged by them. So that's the thing with the relationships. You don't judge each other whatsoever. Yeah. And you get that point in your relationship where you can talk about everything without judgment and you'll truly, me and my wife do the same thing. Right, same thing. We had these walls up, didn't talk, and you know, we it took me getting taken away, and our relationship ended for two years, you know. And then it took that two years of building a, each other separately to truly understand, like, oh, we really need to like just communicate. And you know, we have kids together, and we became friends again, and 
it was just we just started talking and talking and being open and honest about every single aspect. And of you our guys life. went all the way back to high school, right? Didn't you? We met in fourth grade. Oh, fourth yeah. grade, yeah. drum class. I'm about to say, I know you guys. I know you and your wife went way yeah, back. Where you told me that grade. story, like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't date. We back. didn't date yeah. in like in schools and yeah. stuff like that. But you know, we hooked up later on in life, and like I said, we we split up for two years. And it, that's what brought us back together. We both learned that we have to be open and honest and just talk. And now our relationship's stronger than we could have ever imagined. And, that, and it doesn't matter. That's the key word is honest. You, you know, have to be. That, that if there's no honesty, there's no trust, you know, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. That's the one thing, you know. And I mean, I, I'm divorced. I can, I can tell you, you know, my, my wall that I put up and, you know, I wanted to keep my wife and kids you know I would never open up to her. right even though I should have and should have told her what was going on with me and all this other stuff I didn't and that just made it worse and all it did was push her away even more yeah you know yep. so that's one regret I do have is not opening up mm-hmm. not you know letting her in when I should have had she she would have had my six yeah in a second if I would have let her in yep. but yep. I never did yeah. All I did was push it away. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's true. It's, that's it's one of those things in relationships. That's uh, that's something you're always gonna fight for. It's not like oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. And now we're good and golden. This is your journey through life. You know, I've gone to seminars about relationships where guys are like, they talk about the same thing. I'm like, we've been married 50 years. And they're like, do you know what I still struggle with? The same thing for 50 years. Like it's a fight. It's a work. But you have to recognize mm-hmm. it, and you got to keep going. Are you gonna fail sometimes? Of course, we're human, but it's knowing when you fail and realizing it and then fixing it, you know, and just continue to be open and honest and talk. And, and when, and you know, especially guys, when they have a woman that wants to stick by their side, yeah. you know, and you don't let them in, all you're going to do is drive her away, yeah. you know, because sooner or later she's like, you know what, forget about it. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you, but if you don't want me yeah. here for you, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and that's what 99% of the time it happens. And that's why these veterans need to get to a group um, like ours or somebody else's that they can start that communication. Because obviously we know as veterans we're going to talk to each other instantly. Like, could have never met you in your life, but I found out you're a veteran and you're deployed or whatever it is. We're just going to start talking. Um, And at least that gets them comfortable talking so they can start working on their relationships at home. And realizing that those are the needs as well. It's just, just like you would be, where us three are talking right like, now. Oh, I'm not, I'm not being a complete pussy because I fucking went home and yeah. talked to my wife and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And get, like, those yeah, a, and, those and aspects guess, need to get out of and, guys' heads. And, get, and guess what? Who gives a fuck if somebody yeah. thinks you're a pussy? <laughs> guess what? I'm getting pussy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting? Right. You know? Right. No so shit. it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. All that matters is what you and your wife think. You know, if, if you, you live, guys are both on the same page, that's all that matters. If you live your life by caring what other people think about yep. you, it's what I call is the remote control. I tell this to my guys oh, all the do? time. Is you, and especially veterans, right? We want to be in control of our life. We want to be in control of everything. Yep. We want to be the ones driving. We want to do this because we want to control. But we give more control to others constantly. Uh, we get angry at somebody. Well, you just gave them control of your whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, here's my remote. You just controlled my 
my emotions, my yep. anger, now and now you, push uh, you are you now in control of me. And that's some of the stuff we talk about in group, like our groups, uh, is like forgiveness and letting people, you know, control you. And obviously guys that have been deployed, they're like, so you want us to forgive, you know, the, the suicide bombing. I'm like, here's a tough subject, right? I'm like, absolutely. You have to forgive them. And we go to another aspect because forgiveness isn't about you condoning or saying what this person did was right or what you did. But what you're doing is saying what this person did, you're not allowing them to control you anymore. You're not allowing them to control your emotions. And when you bring it that aspect, it's like, yes, you're so angry of what they've done to our brothers and our sisters, but you're allowing them to still control you. Mm -hmm. They are still winning. You are not winning. They are still winning the war because you're allowing them to just control your entire life. So take back your life. Take back that. Release. Forgive. Release it. Take back your emotions and control. And you can thrive in this life. And you know, But you can't do it alone. Uh, we always say you're not alone. Uh, and you can't do it alone. And it's the same thing. Like You can struggle on the street and try to do what you want to do. And you can stay there. Or you can get help from five other people that, hey, I can get you a shower. I can get you food. I, I can set you up some clothes in a, in a job interview. It takes a team to build you up. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to start realizing. It's like, don't do it alone. We're all out here to help each other. So, yep. so the remote control. I mean, remote that, control. That's, that's, cool, that's a cool-ass analogy. I never, I never even heard of that before. That's some, that's some dope shit. It's, it's what my yep, mentor told me. How many me. buttons are on a remote? Oh, right? Uh-huh. A grip of Oh, yeah. You know, that. anger, you know. Anxiety, sadness, everything. everything. All, all your feelings are on yeah. that remote. No, that's, that's All it takes is one person to push the wrong fucking mm, button. That's legit. And it'll set you off. That's yeah. legit. You know? and, it, and it's truly, it starts with forgiveness. And like I said, it's forgiveness. A lot of people have that thing, like, uh, forgiveness is saying what you did is okay. Like, that is not what forgiveness yeah, I, is. Well, yeah. I'm one of those guys that I'll hold the grudge forever. Yeah. Yep. For a long time. You know, now it's like, you know what? doesn't even matter. Yeah. Since we even talked about the subject of forgiveness, I think one of the things that we have to forgive is forgive ourselves. That that's, is no, that's number one. Number that's number one. one. That's number one. one. That's number one. I, I've been told a million times, my wife will tell you a million times, that you are so fucking hard on yourself. You are yep. so are. fucking you're, you're critical. Your, you're your biggest critic and your hardest critic. Yeah. yeah. If we don't, if we can't go back to our lives and what we've been through, and realize that we made mistakes and just forgive ourselves and move on from that point. That's the hardest. I it, think it, that's the hardest. That thing, you know. Is, I'm even, you know, I'm even still trying to reach out to my dad. He's a Vietnam veteran and shit. And, you know, fucking it. it we we didn't have a good relationship. No. Yeah, I might get into all that, but it was violent and all that kind of shit. But so I try to reach out to him, you know, and you know, hey, I want to build the bond. I want to build the bridge, man. I want to make this happen. Like, hey, our our book's yeah. not written yet. That that's the that's the last chapter. Let's write yeah. a new chapter. You know, and I've been trying to talk with him and stuff like that. But you know, the one thing he won't do, he won't forgive himself. You know, what I mean, he went through a lot of shit in Vietnam, like we all, you know. And it, but it, he just can't let that shit go. Yeah. But, but you know that. But you know, the, especially the fucking Vietnam guys. Yeah. Right? They had it fucking so fucking bad, dude. I mean, besides the war that they went through, yeah. how bad it was. So when they came home, it was a lot of them not even wanting to go into the draft, right? But then coming home, like we come home, our airplanes. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Like at Fort Hood, right? So we had plane would come in. We had fire trucks shooting water hoses over the plane when we come in. 
You know, we had the hug lady at Fort Hood. We had all these people in the line cheering us. Our Vietnam guys, and I have Vietnam guys have in my in my group. They had, to, they had to shit. change into civilian clothes yeah. because they're getting stuff. If not, they're getting spit on, stuff thrown on, called murderers, baby co- killers, baby and killers, shit. and just totally just unwelcomed. And you know, and then same thing, they went through shell shock, which is you know what we call PTSD. And when they would go for help, same. It's, hasn't changed a whole lot just kind of changed what drugs are given yeah, right. but it's the same thing they're, they're given tons of drugs and tons of drugs and then they find out that these drugs aren't helping they're just masking what's going on underneath right the vietnam guys weren't saying oh they need help like or told that they need help they were just called crazy and then mm-hmm. that's why like that's why vietnam vets have the one of the biggest numbers of you know homelessness and stuff homelessness, like that because everybody suicide, thought thought they were they were stuff. crazy they were talking crazy they weren't talking truth or what they went through and it's so you're basically a liar and a crazy guy and it is one of the saddest things i've ever heard uh i thank vietnam vets every day that i see them yep and yep. I'm, i go day. and you know because obviously they start thanking me and i'm like no i'm like i don't, don't even thank me i'm like i'm like obviously i gotta I take it because i appreciate it but it's, yeah, yeah. it's one of those things i'm like what you guys went through and the, the hell that you went through in Vietnam to come home to go back to even what I would consider worse hell. hell. Yeah. Um, then, you expect it when like, you're fucking deployed and shit, but when you come yeah. home, it's like... You know, um, unbelievable, and I mean, it's it truly is one of the worst things in this history or this country, right. but is how we treated them. I think that's it, but uh, getting get back on, uh, on the topic a little bit, but I think yeah. that's the other thing I said, we just got to forgive ourselves. Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta be willing to admit that, hey, we're, we are human, yeah. we're soldiers, we're Marines, we're, you know, whatever, airmen, sailor, whatever, you know, whatever it is, but, you know, underneath that, we weren't always that. We weren't, you no. know, we're not, not always, you know, we're, we're not even really that now. No. I mean, we still think we are. We still, we still, <laughs> we still think we can go run fucking yes. PT and do some stupid shit, but, yeah. you know, we, we're going to find out real fast, like, like, damn, I'm tired. That first step, like, fuck, my knee, my knee, my back. We get angry when there's not an elevator that's working right now, you know? Like, i got to go up two flights of stairs. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. No, so, I mean, that's, so, if we can, you know, I think that's it. you know moving forward. I said we just like I said be real, you know understand that hey you know we're we've made mistakes we're gonna make mistakes you know yeah. and, and you know and I said now I you know again I you know I'm, I know I'm not the only one that's like the only worst critic the worst enemy and all stuff like that too and I'm still working on that myself on a lot yeah. a lot of stuff you know what I'm saying so it, again what it all boils down to guys we're we're gonna wrap it up. Um, just that, hey, you're not alone in this. There are resources that, hey, don't be ashamed to ask for help. Don't be ashamed to admit you made mistakes. It doesn't, you know, and, you know, we're all here for you one way or another. You know, you can reach us all, you know, it's on social media. Uh, you can reach us, you know, emails and everything like that. So um, just know, you know, again, you're not alone. Okay, we got your six. Okay, and um, ask for ask for help. And there's, 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 there are resources, there are things that can do. Like I said, whether you know you're combat veteran, not combat, uh, uh, not deployed, you know, female, you went through a lot of traumatic shit, you know, whatever. It's a spouse, a girlfriend of you know somebody that you know you went through, you know, their you went through their trauma with them, things like that. You know, whatever we can all do to help, we'll try to you know get you the help that you need. All right, so so just wrapping it up, uh, Ro, what Tell us what you got going on with Valor, man. What's going on? Oh, uh-oh. we're getting a uh, red. 
Heads up, the maximum recording time segment is 60 minutes, so you got five minutes. Shoot. <laughs> so what you got going on, man? I uh, got a coffee social third Saturday of every month, which is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 12. Come on out. Um, Duncan will have some coffee, some um, munchkins, um, all that good stuff. Pretty much a round table. You know, come meet some members and stuff like that. Um, shoot. I got a, a back-to-school pool party at Ability360 for the kids. Um, any kid that comes out to the event, we're going to have a, a backpack for them with some school supplies. So um, be on the lookout for that. April, um, July 27th, and it's from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Ability360. All right. And that'll just about wrap it up for uh, this segment of Fallen 360. Uh, like I said, just kind of doing it, uh, doing it open mic like uh, like Mario driving down the road. Uh, like I said, appreciate uh, Adam and uh, of course uh, Roe giving us the space here at Valor and stuff like that. I appreciate it a lot. It's, uh, flowers with uh, Fallen 360. We're out. <laughs>